that's when it came out of a clear blue sky. Oh, the dear good Lord's own sweet breath and his voice like an electric shock. I Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Chet Wild. Hey everybody, welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast, or is it a news and politics podcast? You decide. The choice is yours. Chet Wild, I believe, is off marrying someone this weekend? Oh, Nice. He is now an ordained minister online. Oh my God, I should trick Chet into performing an elopement for me and Kevin and then we just never show up. Oh yeah, that would be funny. (laughs) Yeah, I asked him, we have to do a subscription, like one last subscription box for the listeners. We used to do those and I still have to send one out and I'm going to make it an apocalypse box and there's no room to put bottled water so I was going to put holy water. In case it's like a zombie apocalypse that Chet blessed. And I asked if he could do it, and he was like, oh, I have to consult the book. It's like, motherfucker! We'll call it holy water with two E's, and then it's not even official. It's like Hardee's. Yeah, exactly. Hey, that's that's Vanessa Gritton, by the way. Hi, it's me! I have guests today, Vanessa and also Samantha Clark. Hi! Hey, how's it going? Thank you for being here. Well, not being here. Thank you for being in in Oregon, but also here. Technology. Yeah, it's the it's the future. The future has arrived. The future is now. Uh, I smoked a little bit of a weed pen before we started recording, and then I hacked up a lung for about five minutes. Yep. So I'm a little frazzled, but we're gonna we're gonna make this happen. We are talking about birthright citizenship today. Yay! Yay! Good times because Trump wants to revoke it. We just found that out. Uh, it was last week that that came out and then a couple other things happened and this sort of dropped out of the news but it's uh it's it's something that's been on his radar for a long time and now it seems like he's uh he's gonna pull that trigger it's definitely as soon as i heard it i was like well thank god it's right before thanksgiving because uh at least i can have half of my dinner party here (laughs) yeah samantha what are you were you actually suggested this episode what yeah what were your feelings on hearing trump say that well for me i mean it was not just that he brought it back up but that he brought it up in the context of wanting to revoke it by executive order right so because like it it was already bad enough that he thought that he could just do it through congress and it would be a change to the constitution and now it's like this kind of dual like slap in the face to everybody of suggesting that we actually you know start questioning like people's born citizenship at the same time as like start questioning whether he can change the constitution by executive order right yeah the executive order thing it feels like it makes me feel like they were going to do this either way yeah and the executive (laughs) order thing was just a safeguard if they lost the house which they did and that is going to make passing a constitutional thing through an act of congress a lot more difficult but now he can just say uh i can do it through executive order and it's there's there's some dissent as to whether he can he can do that or not. All of this came out. It kind of got sprung on him. Like this was a secret. He didn't want people to know this. Yeah. And there's this show called Axios on HBO, and they apparently they found out about this. And during an interview, they were like, "Oh, what about that birthright citizenship thing?" 
And uh, he said, we're the only country in the world where a person comes in and has a baby, and the baby is essentially a citizen of the United States with all of those benefits. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and it has to end. More than 30 countries. All those benefits. (laughs) All those fantastic (laughs) benefits. Like, I haven't been begging for food stamps for nine weeks. All those fantastic benefits. Yeah, exactly. And actually, more than 30 countries have some form of birthright citizenship. Most of them are in the Western Hemisphere. Yep. And that includes Canada and Mexico. So all of our neighbors in North America have birthright citizenship. A lot of us. So he's, if, you're, if you can believe it, he's wrong about that. What? He I didn't know. do his research? Possibly even lying? I know. Well, I would never go that far. <laughs> never. Not, not to say Trump is lying. That's insane. But uh, yeah, this has been on his radar for a long time. In November 2015, he told Bill O'Reilly, you don't have to do a constitutional amendment. You need an act of Congress. I'm telling you, you need an act of Congress. Everybody thought you needed a constitutional amendment. You don't need that. And also lots of talk about anchor babies when he was campaigning. So this was coming for a while. I mean, that this is just a dumb thing that I realized but while both of my parents are citizens here I do have an anchor tattoo to myself <laughs> but it's God you get damn. that when you cross the border got it when I crossed it's one of those horrifying things that makes me wonder how much I can go with trying to get people to empathize with me as a person because I can't Go from person to person and be like, hi, I'm a human being. And all of the people that you know, we're your neighbors. We're not scary. We're not terrifying. We're not invading for benefits. And I've hit a wall of fatigue this week because there's only so much humanizing I can do. How much of it rests on it? All of it shouldn't have to rest on us to tell you why we're people. Yeah, no, Vanessa, I agree with you on that. Like it can start to feel like there's a balance. I mean, I feel like, you know, it's true that like there can be something to get out of just trying to like talk to people and be like, hi, I'm the face of what you think is going on, you know, but like so much of that ends up on individual people's shoulders. It can be so exhausting and just like it it gets really scary after a while too, especially if you, you know, I mean, you can try to do that and you can change some people's minds and be like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. And then, you know, you run into so many people who are like, whatever, like be just kind of staring in the face of people who don't really see you as a, actual person is just exhausting i feel like something that i've been hearing since he got elected that i'm tired of hearing because it can't be used as a comfort anymore is people going well he can't actually do that well he can't actually do that right and we've come to the point where we can't really say that anymore oh absolutely not Ever since, like, even before he was elected, I'd be like, well, he's going to do this. Well, he doesn't have the power to do that. Yeah, he'll find it. He'll figure it out. It's happened. We need to stop underestimating him. Yeah, executive orders are a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, they, it's hard to overturn one because that's, that's the point of them is that, like, you're going to have to take it to court. Yeah. And that was a thing people accused Obama of a bunch. We'll talk about his immigration plan that ended up in front of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm which got shot down, which seems like it would be a good sign, but it was a very different Supreme Court at the time. But executive orders, it takes a lot to overturn them to the point that, you know, a state could file a lawsuit, which is what would have to happen if he gave this executive order, and it could go to the Supreme Court. But how confident are we this current Supreme Court is not going to just side with Trump? Yeah, 
because so far prior evidence shows that's what's going to happen. Right. And God, we need to. I. I'm so sick of the, oh man, he's so stupid. He spells things like a baby meme because that, that doesn't help. That underestimates the enemy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what, what this would force, if he did this, it would force the courts to take up the subject of the 14th Amendment. Cat does not fucking like that. Nope, cat hates this. <laughs> was that a cat? Yes, it was a cat. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It reads, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and the state wherein they reside. And it's the subject to the jurisdiction thereof line that is especially important because there's one side that argues that that line means citizens and people who have green cards, basically. And then there's another side that argues, no, that means everyone because whether you're an illegal immigrant or not you're still subject to the laws and jurisdiction of the united states if you're here and that's that's it's as simple as that like that's what the argument's going to be yeah i think it's important too that like it's not just like don't underestimate the enemy or just like i mean this is trump we're talking about he can get away with anything he wants to it's that like this is depressing but our institutions and our laws and stuff really only mean something if we like make them mean something we have to you know there has to be enough force behind them to keep people in power from just ignoring the laws you see that in all kinds of countries around the world where they technically have laws on the books but like we all know that the the leadership does whatever they want that's because the people don't don't or don't have enough power to like back them up yeah that's yes you know i'm just worried that people wouldn't wouldn't or wouldn't be able to like hold them to account Oh, absolutely. That's one of the problems with the United States being as fucking big as it is. Like, if you're in Europe and your government does, unless you're in Russia, like, there's enough landmass that most of you can fucking get out and get into the streets and make it look like a thing. But in the United States, it has to happen across a bunch of states, Mm -hmm. and it's it's a harder thing to organize. But if he does this, this is absolutely the kind of thing we should be in the streets over. And I just don't know if that's gonna happen like that's like in fucking in russia there were protests in the streets because putin was gonna change the retirement age yeah i don't think we would ever get protests in the streets over something like that here and i worry that even with something like this we might not but it's absolutely the kind of thing that we should take to the streets for and Uh, not just because of the immigration angle to it just because of the changing the constitution through executive order. That's, yeah. that's a horrifying precedent. Because anytime anybody's like, why should I care? And I'm like, even if this doesn't affect you directly, we the way I try and get people to think of it is even if something doesn't affect you directly, think of it in terms of like some of the last walls someone has to crash through before they get to you. Right. If you can't think of it in an empathy standpoint, fine. Think of it as I am one of the last totems of if we go down, you're next. Right. So yeah, let's talk about some of the legal issues around this. The Supreme Court, the other thing people are arguing is that the Supreme Court has literally never argued this situation. Yeah. So no one can really say if, like, what side is correct until the Supreme Court has weighed in. The good news, Supreme Court basically already ruled on a president's ability to change immigration laws without an act of Congress when they shot down the deferred action for parents of Americans and lawful permanent residence plan, which is just like DACA in reverse. It's yeah. parents instead of kids. And uh, so that's good news like that. That would lead a person to be like, okay, well, this is going to go to the Supreme Court and they'll just shoot it down. But 
two things. Uh, for one, that ruling ended in a tie, and it happened at a time when Scalia's seat wasn't filled. That's since been filled by Neil Gorsuch. Yep. And now Brett Kavanaugh's mm-hmm. there, too. So the Supreme Court's very much more right-leaning. And right before that ruling, the Supreme Court upheld Trump's travel ban, which is insane. Yeah. Signs don't point to great. No, no, not at all. Samantha, any thoughts? Well, I feel like, yeah, that's a good point is like, even with that one, there were protests in the street and in the airports and shit. And it's still like they just wore us down. It was unsustainable. Yeah. And it it is a little different because he at least didn't have to change the Constitution for that. So there will at least be a little more of an argument that uh, the Supreme Court will have to, I don't know, justify allowing a president to do that. Uh, a fucking side note, everyone hear about Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Cracked a rib this morning. No, broke three ribs. Like, why aren't we just carrying her from place to place at this point? Put her point? on a pillow. Yeah. Put her on a silk pillow. Keep her in a bubble. Make sure she's just eating all of her fruits and vegetables and fibers a day. Yeah. Put no choking hazards in her food. Uh, all of that shit. Like, we should we should put her where the Hope Diamond is. <laughs> We should be in a protect- rotating case in the Smithsonian. In a rotating case in the Smithsonian <laughs> with armed guards just around her all the time and just pumping in health into a little glass box. Right. But instead, we're just out letting her fucking walk around. And now she's broken three. And I hate that news channels keep going, well, three broken ribs definitely isn't going to keep her from the Supreme Court. And it's like, will you stop saying that? Stop saying that. What if it turns into a staph infection or something? How old so is she? Yeah, she's 85, I think. And she does her push-ups every day. And she has her little healthy routine workout. And somebody just work out Ruth for her. She's like one of those commercials uh, for those investment places where it's all it's old people working day jobs. Like, that's her. Like, I, I want to I, I not work anymore. I'm 85. Maybe she just dived. Just gave up. No, Ruth. Don't give up, Ruth. So, yeah, the th- like, we don't know how that Obama ruling would have gone under this supreme court so it's another one of those trump things where precedent doesn't really matter no it it's we're looking at a completely different supreme court we're looking at a completely different ratio of democrat to republican uh i think with the executive order behind the travel ban and especially how close to the election it was and how many people we mustered up then i don't really see it being any more than that now because I feel like yeah. some of that momentum is also gone. Uh, oh, yeah. And I'm just being on it. It sucks, but some of that momentum is gone. A lot of the I'm willing to take to the streets and uh, look at what actions I can do to make things better momentum is gone. And I think something really, really bad or really tragic has to happen to get it back. It feels like it's getting to the point where we should just be in the streets because Trump is in office. Yeah, that's the that's the absolute minimum reason we need to be out. Yeah. Because there's too much, if you focus on individual things, there's too much. Like, I don't, I don't have enough time to be on Facebook to, to read about all the protests that I have to be at. Like, that's... Just one general fucking everything. Why are we not, like, occupying the White House lawn? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it needs to be something like that. I wonder, like, occupy the National Mall. Mm-hmm. Especially if you do it when those cherries, those cherry blossoms are blooming. Oh, it'd be so lovely. Yeah, it would be so nice. The spy museum's right there. So much to do in that area. And because it's when the cherry blossoms are blooming, it's the perfect time of year to sing Springtime for Hitler. Absolutely. It w- yeah, it's all... Li- we should, should we just start organizing this? We should start organizing this. Yeah, okay. 
I'm going to be in D.C. to see Mariah Carey in March. So we'll just... March in March! Sorry. <laughs> I got a little hype about... <laughs> I love a good slogan. That is that is a very good slogan. March in March. <laughs> so yeah, they've basically already ruled on whether a president can change immigration law through executive order by upholding the travel ban. And that's the thing. The Supreme Court, for a long time before immigration became the issue that it is now, they have a long history of just letting the president kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. But in the case of Obama, it was it would have required a constitutional change also. And that was what they couldn't decide on. But uh, it was four to four. Good. Four to four back then? Yeah. Four to four then? Right. At that point? Right. Not there now. weren't even nine Supreme Court justices when that ruling happened. Holy Christ. Uh, and even if it doesn't happen through executive order, Lindsey Graham is going to introduce legislation in the Senate to revoke birthright citizenship thanks lindsey graham this is him on twitter of course finally a president willing to take on this absurd policy of birthright citizenship i've always supported comprehensive immigration reform and at the same time the elimination of birthright citizenship so that's coming it's just a sign that like the establishment republicans are totally on board with this and so there's not going to be any pushback from them yeah i think even i i think like even republicans Working in states where you think the demographics would shake out in a way that they would want to speak out about this. I don't know. I, th- I think there's, in, to some degree, people underestimate that in a lot of cases, people who came to the country legally aren't necessarily going to side with Democrats on this. Yeah. Because there is, from everything I've heard, uh, there is some degree of resentment among people who came here and did the process legally. And we would just ex- like because Democrats expect every person of color is going to vote Democrat and side with Democrats. This is a little more nuanced of an issue. You see this in a lot of communities and a lot of immigrant communities where it divides between, well, I'm one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, well, I did it the right way. I'm one of the good ones. I'm not like them. I'll be protected when the situation arises. Right. And it's one of those cases where it's like that ain't going to matter jack shit because the second the unprotected are targeted, you're next. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Like at at that point, if he does this through executive order and and we're just like, "Oh, okay. That's that's fine." Yeah. What's to stop him from like doing it retroactive after that? Yeah. There's literally mm-hmm. nothing at that point. It's the last bastion of protection before everyone else even even if you did it the quote-unquote right way before you're next. Right. And at that point, so many people I know are at risk of being deported. Bye. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I know most of my dad's side of the family, like they all came here legally or at least are legal now. And like, and they're all like, they're all exactly that. Like you should hear some of their conversations talking about like certain groups of people that are not doing things the way they did it. And I'm just like, you fools, (laughs) Like you're brown. They don't want you here. Yeah. It blows my mind that people constantly can't see that, that this is going to, this is a progression. Like Trump's not going to stop at bad people as he calls them yeah like it's gonna go beyond that this is a fucking plan this is a plan we've seen unveiled before in history but you said earlier like there's so much oh well he can't do that or he'll never be able to do that he can yeah he will he is the president that will do that shit and force us to stop him in some way and i i hope i hope we figure out a way to stop it march and march 
March in March, but I do need to break on the 31st to go see Mariah Carey. I feel like I'm getting to that point where it's not embarrassing yet, but in a few years, seeing her might be like, oof. Yeah. You should stay home for a bit. That same month at the beginning, I'm going to go see Ariana Grande. I would like to see Ariana Grande. Oh, man. I feel like it's going to be like when a Catholic person goes to mass for the first time at like... And, and and it's the Pope. Like that's she's Oh yeah. She's the Pope for sad thoughts like me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Ariana Grande. So yeah, if if this did happen through an act of Congress, it would take it basically is the same requirements if a state wanted to secede and become its own country. There needs to be a two thirds majority in Congress, but then it also has to be ratified by three quarters of the states. And if you don't believe that's a slow process, I believe there are states that still haven't ratified the amendment that abolished slavery. Wow. There are some that I know just did it recently. I think Missouri did it not that long ago. Like a, if you look it up, the, oh, I was alive not that long ago. Yeah. Because then it, then it turns into, but that's the thing. It's something that Trump could, because it's a long process, it's something Trump could just ride for the next two years as a campaign issue. It's also something he could use as an excuse for why it needs to be by executive order, because this is an emergency, you know? The caravan's coming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, there's a, an act that allows a president to uh, basically impose sanctions and almost put us in a state of war when we're deemed to have an external threat to our national security. And Obama did that shit with Venezuela. And we were like, okay, sure, that's reasonable. So Trump almost has more of a leg to stand on because at least in this case, like Venezuelans weren't fucking coming here to invade our borders they just elected a socialist and we couldn't fucking stand for that yeah but this is a case where there's actually people here so i feel like from a we should have said something then standpoint trump will have a little bit of precedent on his side where he could kind of impose the same thing we should have been harder on obama yeah hard to agree that is something I'm really learning from being this angry at Trump. I've learned that so much this year where it was just kind of like, God damn, if we just enforce that shit harder then. Yep. Like, I'm not saying it would be that much easier now, but it would have been able to be like, hey, we've had these guidelines set for this amount of time, even for the guy before you. Right. We have a recent tangible example of some kind of action taken. And it's when you hear that argument from Trump supporters where they're like, well, Obama did this. And it's like, yes, exactly. We're saying the same thing. Yeah. You're not saying something new to us. So we all need to just, instead of picking sides, maybe just unite around when the president does shit that's going to impact us negatively in the future. Because all the shit Obama did, especially with surveillance. Yeah. We were like, okay, that's fine. But now all, all that's in Trump's hands. Yeah. And I feel like that's a thing maybe we could try and sell Trump supporters on. Like, it's good for you now. But what happens when the next guy comes along, if the next guy I comes I wish along? it was. But, like, I've tried that before in terms of, like, I agree with you on this. You keep saying it at me like that's your argument when I'm telling you you are correct on to the next thing because he's not president now this person is right and it becomes well you agreed with me on that point so i'm right on all the other points and it's like no (sighs) i i tried man i tried telling you we i'm 
this is not news to me. This is, this, it's like what you said. This is our platform of now we enforce it for the future. Yeah. And unfortunately, not always, not always the point that works. Samantha, where do you stand on talking to Trump supporters and trying to change their minds? I've, I've mostly given up. I'm pretty much done other than the king of the hill. Hi, I'm a person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it depends. I mean, my mom was a lot more favorable toward Trump at the time of the election and pretty much since then has started being like, I don't know, maybe I'm a socialist. Like, and that's only because like of long term conversations and just knowing her as a person and knowing that she's open and right. like could change her mind, you know, like not that's not true of everyone. Like I'm never talking to my grandpa again, you know, like there's people that are like not worth it. And yeah. we, there are also people who are like a little bit in the middle. Or like maybe even not in the middle in that way, but like are kind of moving to the left that are more, way more worth talking to and way more worth our time. You know, I think that the whole like call out your relatives or like talk to each other kind of thing can be valid if you're like defending people. You know, like if there's a like an, an immigrant in the room and your racist uncle starts spouting a bunch of bullshit, then yeah, you should stand up to him because you're defending somebody. You're taking a stand in, in front of like people who could be affected by it. But I don't know if it's always worth like dealing with your racist uncle. Yeah. And I think it like that, the example you gave of your, your mother like that, in that case, that's a loved one. And it's someone you're going to have time to talk to over time. Yeah. But mm -hmm. for me, like the idea of still arguing with Trump supporters online, just like random fucking weirdos who yep. want to talk politics. Fuck oh. you. Everyone's yeah. like, why haven't you educated me? And it's like, <sighs> Because it's been on, because we've been trying to tell you for years, for years, and it shouldn't be up to us now. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see this all, how this all plays out. Samantha, you put in the notes an article from The New Yorker where their their stance is basically that this is just a distraction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy, uh, what, are, what are your feelings on that? Uh, strong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate it. It was like the first thing that bothered me when this came out because I heard the news and I was like, oh, fuck, it's happening, you know, and then like this huge like kind of mainstream liberal response was like, oh, don't worry, guys, it's just a distraction from the midterms. We just have to vote like I get what you're saying. And probably to a certain extent, that was sort of true, like that he would had the he and like the Republican establishment had the midterms in mind when they did this. But it's not just that, like you're missing so much of the big picture of what the Trump administration is doing and the way that they're like fascisty and becoming more and more fascist as time goes on. And like, this is not just hot air that they're blowing right now. And it just drives me nuts that it's like, Oh, this is a, this is just a distraction from getting you to vote. Yeah. I feel like the, the migrant caravan is kind of a distraction to try and get people to vote or not to vote. But this is way, way different than that. It's different, and I feel like distraction always tends to be used when it doesn't affect the majority. Because any right. like uh, yeah. anytime it has to do with uh, trans rights or immigrant rights or anything that might be a minority or marginalized person, that tends to be called the distraction, as if like our plight is secondary to the majority plight. Mm -hmm. And it's like your fellow man being targeted isn't a distraction. That is the problem. Right. It's not distracting from something. This is the bad thing. Yeah, it it's just another thing that kind of normalizes all of this. Like mm -hmm. there I I 
I say this all the time, but there was a point where just Trump getting the nomination was just the craziest idea. And now we have concentration, sorry, detention centers in this country for immigrants. And that is in the span of what, like two years? Yep. Like this shit comes at you fast. And all of these people who are like, oh, he's not a fascist, like, I'll show you a fascist and then link to like fucking Mussolini or Hitler. It's like, okay, so you have to wake up one day and millions of people are dead. And then you go, oh, he Mm -hmm. is a fascist. It's like fucking study. Like read some history. A body count isn't a fire alarm. It's a tragedy. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I I agree with you that, that calling this a distraction is absolutely incorrect. And even the migrant caravan to some extent, like I was, I was so happy that was it Shepard Smith, who is a, a otherwise piece of shit Fox News anchor? Mm-hmm. Even he got on Fox News about the migrant caravan and was like, look, it, the fucking election is next week. That's all this is. Yeah. People aren't going to be here. But even then, it's going to be here at some point. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that Trump is sort of implying that maybe we'll shoot at people if they throw rocks. I mean... Yeah, he's trying to get us to think about something else, but it's still something to fucking think about. Yeah, people might die. Like, this might actually be, like, a border battle. Yeah. There is potential for that. He's sending troops to the border. And like so many kids. Yeah. Like, and, like, pregnant people. <laughs> yeah, we did an episode about it, and there was a reporter who went down there and just, like, actually met with people and talked to people. And, like, her estimate was there's, like, 3,500 people, and maybe 2,300 of them are women and children yeah my grandmother actually met them like when they passed through guatemala oh yeah my grandma set up like a little soup station for people that were passing through to get food and shit and she told me she had to go through from neighbor to neighbor and just ask for papooses and strollers and kid shoes because they were wearing holes in their feet like it was mostly kids and moms yeah and anytime it's portrayed as something else and we're actually sending troops to it, I'm like, we're sending troops to mostly kids and moms. We're sending troops to the thing that we usually rescue first in emergency situations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's nuts. So yeah, I think distraction is a bad way to put it. Yeah. Because it's not, It's it implies that it's something we don't need to worry about. Yeah. When we just don't need to worry about it for a couple weeks. And even then, we still. But it's almost like people can think about more than one thing at a time, and like more than one bad thing can be happening at a, happening at a time. Yeah, crazy, right? I see a lot of people yeah. where they're just like, "How can you be mad at this person that was like minorly racist to someone in an elevator, and all this other bad stuff is happening?" And I'm like, "I could be mad at a lot of things." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm mad at how the uh, haunting of Hill House ended. Yeah. There's just like, how can you be mad about frivolous things? Or how can you be mad about this minor thing with this other thing? And it's like, I have the capacity to be very angry. Right. And you have to think about other things. Like you will go insane. Yeah. Like you can't, it can't just be this. But, and that's easy for me to say, because I'm not facing any of this. Like, it's easy for me to say, you have to think about other things. So no, I understand if this is all people are thinking about also. But I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't get chastising people for still caring about other shit in the world. Mm -hmm. It's always the people that want to like present as present centrist just so they could be like, Hey, I did acknowledge these things that were bad that are also the ones that are chastising just so it's just like, Hey, look, 
on paper, I kind of did the right things, and I said the stuff I was supposed to say, but I never actually did anything. Yeah. So, so does anyone have a plan to get out of the country if it comes to that? Uh, you will find me in an El Salvador compound. Wow. Yep. That's specific. I'll show you pictures. <laughs> me and my ex had plans to escape to uh, Mexico, his family, and uh, I don't have the same plans now. I still have, you know, my paperwork in order, which I have had since before Trump got elected. Right. Yeah. I uh, I always talk about how Canada's Trump is coming, and I still feel that way. I still feel like they're in the the early stages of their Obama years. Uh, they're increasing deportations just like Obama did. And people always joke about, oh, it, well, if it gets too bad, I'll just move to Canada. White people can be uh, fucking immigrants, too. Yeah. And if Canada turns really anti-immigrant and Trump gets out of hand and liberals are like, I'm going to move to Canada. No, you're not. Nope. You're going to be on that boat with me. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be on a boat to Canada from Detroit. Like that's in Handmaid's Tale, which I know is fiction. But, I mean, just barely. Yeah. Canada's, like, people have to fucking escape to Canada. You can't just go to Canada. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. Border Patrol works on both sides. So if you're trying to flee, maybe they'll let you in. But Canada on the other side might be like, no, nope. fuck America. Go back into your frigid waters and get trampled by moose. Yeah, exactly. So uh, maybe we should just all leave now. How do you feel about Central America? <laughs> yeah, I have a DUI, so I can't even go to Canada. Yeah, I'm thinking Mexico. Not gonna lie. I mean, there's walls so puppy can run in. I've heard good things about Costa Rica. It's lovely this time of year. Just this time of year? And other times of year. <laughs> Multiple times a year, it's lovely. I, I don't think anywhere in the world is going to be safe in a very short amount of time. So it's kind of a, you know, I feel like if I move because of this shit, I'm going to be like preparing to keep moving if I need to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... I mean, Vanessa's talking about going to El Salvador, which is where people are fleeing to get here. I know. Now. I was just like, well, there's big walls and barbed wire in the specific area I was thinking of. How many apple seeds does it take to make <laughs> arsenic? Oh, arsenic. I thought you were just going to grow some trees and feed no, no, yourself. No, 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 no. I'm not going to feeding myself. I'm just going to in just in Casey's poison. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, you mean like if you get captured? Yeah. Oh, one sure. of those. Like how many apple seeds do you think that would take? Yeah, we're like that uh, maybe maybe that's what we should be planning. Samantha, what were you gonna say? Oh, I just said a lot. It would take a lot of apple seeds. Oh yeah. God damn it, it's gonna take a whole orchard to take me down when I get captured. We'll just make <laughs> we'll make cyanide pills out of almonds. I think you just crush them up. If not, we'll at least make marzipan. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be good. Get captured, throw a little marzipan in your Doomsday mouth. Doomsday marzipan. Yeah. Or it's just like, I know you want to capture me, but what about this cute little pig made of candy? <laughs> so does anyone, that's that's kind of what's what's going on with the birthright citizenship. There's not a lot of, not a lot of detail yet. Yeah. It's just uh, a thing that is worth paying attention to because I feel like it's going to be a really big story. And I, f I feel like they... I feel like that's what they want. They want a court battle like Obama had uh, right near the end of his presidency. Like, I think Trump is going to issue this executive order. I think probably California will sue. Like, one of the states will sue. And then this will go to the Supreme Court. And we just have to hope Brett Kavanaugh gets too hammered to remember he's a conservative. That's a good, that's yeah. a good comedy club joke you'd hear in the Midwest. Man, where's a bar pretzel... When you need it, 
just a well-lodged throat bar pretzel. Like oh. it almost took Bush out. Right. And you know those guys eat a lot of like bar pretzels or bar nuts that a lot of different people on their PP hands have touched. Oh yeah. How have not, have one of those not taken one of them out? It, that it never works that way. Nope. Only in movies. Nope. Not a single mic cable in a puddle of water <laughs> that final destinations it. Not, yeah. Not one failed carbon monoxide smoke alarm, no matter how many candles on birthday cakes I blow out. Yeah. Meanwhile, death is just tenaciously chasing around Post Malone. It's like, will you focus? Yeah. So I can get your priorities in order. Wrong one. Yeah. Ginsburg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who pushed Ruth Gator, Bader Ginsburg? <laughs> Ruth Gator. <laughs> the old Gator on the Supreme Court. Gator's bitches better be using Jimmy's. <laughs> Oh my god. What a sad episode. I need something in between bread. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, by the White House. <laughs> March and March. March and March. And then at the end of March, uh, we all break for one day to go see Mariah Carey and then come back, occupy the White House. But yeah. We'll get to spend 420 there. Oh, that's perfect. Right? <laughs> all I can really say at this point is if you don't care try and figure out try and figure out why right like what what is the root of i don't care because i've met some folks where it's not even any direction it's just apathy and then we have a conversation and it's not even it doesn't even come to them like becoming more empathetic just learning where they stand in the line of where it happens yeah and if you can't care on the base of basis of empathy try and figure out how many walls gotta get knocked down before it's you yeah um, there is a, fuck, now I can't think of what it's called. There is a Darren Brown, I know this is a weird, weird thing to throw in at the end, but there is a Darren Brown special on Netflix called, what the fuck is it called? Oh, that's how you spell Darren? Yeah. Is it The Sacrifice? The Push. No, but The Push is pretty fucking crazy. It looks like Sacrifice. Yes. It's 2018. There is a Darren Brown special and- it's on Netflix right now. It's called The Sacrifice. Darren Brown is this dude who basically does psychological experiments on people, including one called The Push, where he tries to get normal people to think they are to actually commit murder within the span of 90 minutes. Uh, it's crazy shit. And he's got one called The Sacrifice, where he takes this dude who he picked him specifically because during the interview process, he was like, I think immigrants are a problem in this country, and I think we need to get them out of here. And he basically psychologically programs this dude to the point that he's, they put him in this fake situation where he thinks this biker gang is going to execute a dude for being an illegal immigrant. And he basically psychologically programs this dude to the point that in that moment, he gets out and stands in between this person that's going to shoot this immigrant and you told me about that yeah it's and there's this scene there's this part where as part of his pro, like he doesn't know he's being programmed like he thinks he's just taking part in some weird experiment and at one point he just makes him sit across from a middle eastern dude for like four minutes and they just have to stare in each other's eyes and he starts sobbing at one point and is like i'm so sorry and like it's so you fucking racists have it in you, goddammit. It's there. Find the, the Darren, is there. Find the Darren Brown in your life and let him program you into not believing uh, anyone who is a person is actually not a person. 
everyone, uh, we're, everyone is people. They're all people. People are people. People are people. They're just people. They are just people. God damn. So yeah, watch the sacrifice, you racist sons of bitches. <laughs> that's what I'm going to close on. Samantha, any final thoughts? Nope, I think that's it. Yeah, I agree. That was probably the strongest possible way to close. I agree. People, people. People, people, people. There's people, people, and then there's people, people. Yeah. And that's oh, really, that's the. And all we could be is people. We're all people, except puppy. She's a puppy. Puppy's a puppy. She's calmed down a lot. Good job, Winter. Yeah, it's actually kind of irresponsible. She doesn't do anything politically at all. No, she doesn't. She's not at, not helping. Conformist ass Winter. Yeah, fucking, my dog is a centrist and I hate it. <laughs> that's an Animal Planet yeah. show. <laughs> my dog is a centrist and I hate it. <laughs> Let's write that shit. All right. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com slash unbops. Uh, $5 a month. You get all sorts of bonus episodes of podcasts that I co-host. It's pretty neat. Vanessa. Uh, you can find me on Bruja Podcast. And also uh, I've started writing for different publications. Uh, I have an article that just came out for fandom and it's awesome. Please check it out. Give me clicks uh, so they can keep giving me money. Nice. Samantha. Um, I'm on Twitter at Comic Wisdom, and I am published poet. If you like poetry, which you probably don't, um, you can find my book on Amazon. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Samantha, say goodbye. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Vanessa, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs>